Doesn't help if I make faces back. <laughs> no more chatting unless it's for the podcast. The writing dungeon. Button has been pushed. Hi friends, we're the Reading Queens and we're here to blab about our favorite books, why we love them and the book boyfriends we wish were real. And we're so happy you're here with us for another episode. I feel like I just say the same thing every single time, but that's what I got. We're rolling with it. So I'm Valia. Hi, (laughs) ladies, say hello. Hi. We're supposed to say our names. I'm Hannah. I'm Kay. (laughs) I'm Tess. Keep you guys in line here. We're just all over the place today. (laughs) It's one of those days. It's fine. But we're here. So we're going to talk books. We're going to talk other things. And let's do it. As you can tell, we're we're doing great. We're we're having a fun day. But how's everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Well, fantastic, of course. (laughs) That's the question that like brings silence. Like, how is, how are you? Um, yes, every single time. <laughs> like you ask kids how their day was when they get home from school and they're like, fine. I need to think about it. You think about it. Yeah. I'm good. Really? I, yeah. uh, have, <laughs> I'm, I'm running out of tea. Um, oh no, that's a crime. It is. I can buy like kind of good tea in my town, but I'm a big tea addict and most of my tea I either buy from... Um, Books and Leaf, which is like a bookish tea company, but they're on hiatus. Or from a tea company like in my neighboring town, like where my parents are, but I usually visit them. Mm-hmm. And I haven't for a while. So I'm like, I need some tea. And my oldest daughter has suddenly been like, I want to take tea in a thermos to school because my children <laughs> are like me. And they're like, Aww. yes. And they're like little, they just like, like to sit at school at their desk and have that their tea. That is so cute. <laughs> Um, it is really funny. Um, but she reached for my favorite tea and I only have a little bit left. That is so cute. Should I be the nice parent (laughs) and let her drink some of my favorite tea? Because she's like, this one's so good. And I was like, why don't you try (laughs) this one? This one today is delicious. And she's like, yeah, I guess it's pretty good. That's the one you get today. Um, I'm good at sharing when I have a lot, but I think I need to restock on some teas. Especially my morning teas. I need, like, black teas, but fun. Yeah, I get cranky if I run out of my teas. Uh, but luckily, I discovered a tea shop because I recently moved. Like, well, not recently. It was quite It was quite many months ago now, I guess. But it still feels new. Uh, but down the street, there's a tea <laughs> shop. And I got to explore it way back when during Christmas. And I bought a bunch <laughs> of um, teas for both my husband and myself because I'm naughty. And I bought Merry myself some tea. Um, but yeah, those, so it's really cool to have a tea shop close by that has really nice tea because I'm kind of a tea snob like Hannah. Um, I'm, I really need yes. my fun teas and not just like the ones that are in like bags. Um, but I also recently got into like this other tea brand that's, um, I, magic hour or something and they have really fancy teas and they're all kind of like mystical and magical and i'm already out of my matcha oh, and they come in your yeah, pretty they jars come in these... don't they are those the ones you oh, showed yeah. us that, like yeah they have really jars. pretty they come in these really pretty um like they're they're violet apothecary jars but they look black um but it helps like keep the tea fresh or whatever but i got a matcha from them and it's almost gone and i'm like <laughs> i have to order again or and then you're like, I have to order enough to make it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just going to get a few exactly. more. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like time in. to bulk up again. Hannah's a little enabler over here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I so am. 
I and I always enable my friends because I want them to chip in. Oh, chip nice! <laughs> that works. So I'm like, I'm doing an oh, order smart, of tea. Smart. Do you want any? And then it'll be half the chipping. <laughs> and they're like, It's mm. so funny. It's so funny how even if you're the one who ordered the package for yourself, it's still like a little present. It is. Yes. 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 Right. right? <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. If it comes in the mail, I get really excited. <laughs> My yeah. presents are here. It's even better if you kind of oh, forgot. Yes. And then yeah. you're like, oh, so like, I didn't order anything from Amazon. I do that. What is this? Like, oh, yeah, that's right. I did. <laughs> oh, I did. I always did. Uh, I order stuff. Um, fabric sometimes it's a pre-order mm-hmm. and it comes like three months later because for fabric, they actually like make the fabric and print it and then ship it. So then when it comes in the mail, I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. It's so beautiful. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I like for uh, the pain of spending the money is so far behind me that it's just <laughs> there you go. I need to find some fe- teas because I've just been drinking like regular green tea and stuff. And I used to get like the little mm-hmm. loose leaf ones. And I just haven't found like a good place that sells stuff I like. <laughs> so I need mm-hmm. to I need to do some research and see if I can be cool like you guys. At least get some samples shipped or something. Like some of That's the true. places have like the like mm. mini bags. I really wanted to try um, Hannah's brand, the like the books and leaf. But I think I saw that they were like in Canada, and I think I got scared that the shipping would be expensive. So I was like, ah, maybe not. I'm scared. I, <laughs> yes. I can't remember her shipping is like. But I think it's a flat oh, okay. rate. So it's again like you just get a yeah, lot. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then it's fine. <laughs> she does like, I always try not to get swayed because her book is teas. And you're like, just because I like this book doesn't mean I would like the tea that she like paired with it. But, um,. They have been a lot of really That's how ones. I feel about bookish candles. Oh, I feel like every single bookish candle that I've gotten for a book I liked, I did not like the candle. Oh, and no. so now I'm <laughs> oh, like, no. uh, I don't think I want to be cool and order like candles anymore. <laughs> and I'm boring for candles. I just order like, I just like beeswax tea lights okay, yeah. and everything. And I'm always looking at it and I'm like, I could get candles. But yeah, and again, I'm like, I don't, buying candles online, like what yeah. do they smell oh, like? Oh, true. They give me migraines, too. They do for me, too, if it's, like, a funny smell. Yeah, see, I got, um, I don't remember if I actually mentioned this on here, but, like, last Christmas I went, or before Christmas, I went um, to visit my friend in Michigan, and she has this mall that um, has, like, a Bath and Body Works in it, but it's in, like, a shadier part of town, so she never goes there. So when I was there, she's like, you can come and protect me, and I'm like, cool, let's go. (laughs) I'm here for this. Valia the protector. Yeah, this is what I do. So anyway, um, so we went and they had a candle sale, right? And I'm very specific about my candle smells. And there is this one candle that I found at Kirkland's right before it closed um, next to my house that I loved. And it was my candle that I burn when I write. And so I was like, it's like a smell that I need now because it became like part of the like the routine routine, yes thank you and so now I'm like oh no like what if I will never able to like write again because I can't (laughs) find this smell anywhere (laughs) anyway so we went to this Bath and Body Works and there was a candle and it's like it's called like the champagne or something champagne I was gonna say champagne problems because of Taylor Swift but um I don't actually remember if it's called champagne problems champagne toast that's what it's called and it's like the same smell as the Kirkland candle. And so, oh my gosh, I got so excited. So I bought one, even though I like had no room in my backpack for, cause I never travel with like 
anything but a carry on. I should have. And so when I got home, I was like burning it. Well, my friend sent me two for Christmas, so now I have few. So I'm like excited. So like I don't need to buy any special candles, but. Yeah, anyway, that was like a whole tangent that we just went on. <laughs> That's cool, though. That's a special thing if you have it, if you associate that with mm-hmm. that activity. Yeah, you know? that's, that's super cool. cool. I love that. Yeah, it's it's like such a nice smell. And I, I don't know, it used to just be like a cupcake, but like a very, very subtle cupcake smell that was like just basically vanilla, but like a little bit sweeter. And that one worked for me, but... Since the Kirkland thing, I've just been in love with this. I can't even describe it. It's just such a good smell. So everybody go to Bath and Body Work and see if they have it, <laughs> that you can smell it, and then you can understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> in <laughs> silence. <laughs> <That's quiet. laughs> I'm waiting to talk about, like, my thing until we're ready to transition. So I don't know. I'm, like, Kay needs to say something out. else. <laughs> what have I you been up to, plenty. Kay? Have you done anything I'm exciting? <laughs> boring i never have anything to talk about it's the same as usual i mean that it's, can be good too we talked about running out of tea i don't know like how much excitement is yeah. our listeners are like um True. okay <laughs> talk about some books now please <laughs> if you think that tea is also important feel free to leave a comment yeah on and validate us. Oh, give us like recommendations for your tea companies Ooh. or like your favorite teas. Cause yes. I always like that. Yes. Especially black teas that are nutty. If anyone has a good nutty black tea, they're not going to get super specific. <laughs> I'm always on the lookout for one and I'm running and out. I like poo air blends. So if you have a really good poo air oh, blend, yeah. Plain poo air is really good, but I can't get I love into it them. because um, I'm really sensitive to black tea. Um, but Pu'er mm-hmm. like treats me totally different. And I found out why when I talked to my handy dandy local tea lady, she told me that the fermentation mm-hmm. process makes our bodies process it differently. Whatever it is, it works because I can drink like one cup of black tea and feel really shaky and just kind of get like lightheaded. Um, I'm similar with like, and I thought it was like caffeine, which maybe it is cause I can get mm-hmm. similar with coffee, but with Pu'er, I can drink Pu'er all day. Even if it's like a black tea Pu'er blend, I can drink it like literally all day and not feel weird. So I don't know. I I just assume that there's magic in it and that maybe where it's harvested <laughs> near yes. like a fairy portal. It's made by yeah, fairies. Exactly. So mm-hmm. that's my. You should uh, you should also try kukicha tea. Okay, I've never tried that. Kukicha is made out of the toasted twigs of the oh, tea plant. Okay, but not the leaves, so it has no caffeine. Ah. But it tastes really good. See, you tried to get us off tea and we got yeah, back. Yeah, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no more tea. It's Oops, like plants. Only. It's not the same. Okay, okay. Should we talk about our books No, now? I have to talk about something else that's really important to me, you guys. It's oh, really okay. important. Oh, it's sorry. kind of yes. book related, um, but yeah, it's really, <laughs> really important. So remember last week, We're last waiting. week I talked about how I got like really obsessed with A Discovery of Witches, the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started reading the book. I'm still reading the book. It's good. I like it. A lot of people are like, don't really like it, but it's working for me, um, surprisingly. So 
Uh, but yeah, but the show, I loved the first season and then I was so excited. I'm like, I'm going to start the second season. This is so great. And I watched one episode and it was so boring. <laughs> oh, no. So, and then I watched the second episode and, and the whole time I was looking at my phone and just waiting for it to be over. I feel so bad because I really, you know, I mean, I don't know why I feel bad. It's not like the show is having its feelings hurt. <laughs> you feel bad but, yeah, to I the show. Yeah, I feel bad like I'm hurting the show's feelings because I gave it two episodes and I was like, you are so boring. It was just like all <laughs> the did the romance slow like, down the couples like, together was and there you? wasn't anything romantic between them there was nothing oh. swoony like there weren't any like passionate scenes like i i don't mind watching a show where a couple has already gotten together but they're like and yeah i understand that like couples have to like break up in order to make the show like really steamy or do they I, though know, yeah and I, just, <laughs> I like did not i have so many feelings about this but i know sometimes they get together and it's so yeah boring. and then they're just and you're I'm just like, you like could just make me swoon a little bit like give them a little bit of like some like lingering glances in public because you know they're transported in time i don't know there i was just like i did not swoon i was waiting to swoon because i was swooning hard the whole first season the second one i was like no this, I did not sign up for this. So You're not the only one because I told you I <laughs> yeah. saw a bunch of comments of people are like, season two is so boring. What I'm else can so we watch? I'm so glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> See, now I don't have to feel bad that I'm like a breaking up with this show. But I did get back together with another show that Valia is uh, going whoop, to be whoop. very happy about. <laughs> the originals. I'm back on that that uh, back on that train. Um, and I really love it. I'm so, so I'm so glad that I like, well, cause like the first few episodes are really good. I really like them. Um, and then for some reason, you know, Discovery Witches was a shiny object, but then when I got back into the originals, like it was even better because obviously like as the show progresses, it gets more like intricate. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Uh, I text Valia while I'm watching it so that I can tell her like, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, Elijah is so cool. I love him. And like, oh my gosh, I just saw lingering glance between Haley and Elijah. <laughs> I get so excited because I'm like, yes, finally somebody understands. Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody really always, it. yeah, everybody always rants about the vampire diaries. And like we know, I have very specific feelings about it. And... I'm like, I need more people to love the originals because it's just, I love, I love like the family dynamic. I love like the antagonists. I like the way they are written, like that, like, yeah, you hate these people, but you also kind of cheer for them. And it's like the only time I've ever been like, yes, villains are the best. Yeah. (laughs) I feel the same way. Like it's there. Okay. So Klaus. If y'all watch the show, Klaus is so annoying. And I remember I, like, loved him in The Vampire Diaries. I, like, he was, like, the bad boy who was, like, oh, but he's got a soft heart. Why doesn't Caroline love him? But then, like, in the original, I'm, like, gosh, Klaus, you are so annoying. Like, you are such a narcissist. And I'm, like, okay, I need more Elijah screen time, who I didn't care about in The Vampire Diaries. So it's totally, totally flopped in this show. Like, my opinions are, like, totally flopped. Um, and then like, I love Haley, who I also did not like in the vampire diaries. She was annoying. Um, but in this, I love her. She's so Mm -hmm. sweet. She's so cute. And, um, she got a baby in her belly. So I've got that like mama respect going on, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I'm loving it. It's, it's, I don't watch a lot of shows or read a lot of books where like, I don't know, like they're, they're anti-heroes, but they do also have like, um, like soft sides except for Klaus is such a jerk he's so annoying <laughs> yeah, yeah but it see, is. it's yeah I interrupted you no what sorry was that? that was thunder like it's actually what? raining and thundering in Arizona I like, I'm like oh. what is happening 
<laughs> the world is ending. It's because we talked about vampires. <laughs> <laughs> it descended on us. No, I love um, the originals. Like, you just see them not just in like the present but you get like the glimpses of back in time and you see how like their family developed and how their relationship developed across time and I really love that and I love how every character like really grows like there's not one character that stays the same like Haley, yeah she's like sweet and nice now but like she's a kick butt heroine like that that I love so much like she she really just takes off and becomes like this amazing uh power woman and just Anyway, I can just gush about this for hours, so maybe we should talk about some books now. <laughs> well, the cool thing about the originals that we should probably mention is like, yeah, Valya mentioned the family dynamic, um, and especially with the inclusion of Haley being introduced into this like world of vampires, this family of vampires who aren't like blood related to her. It is a certain trope that we are all very excited about. Uh, does anyone else want to say what it is, or do I get to spoil it? Go for it. You, you seem very excited <laughs> for this. found family. <laughs> Yay. Which some of you might have guessed, because we picked a very, like, I don't know, in-your-face books when it comes to find family, because they were, like, very popular in the last, you know, two years, year or whatever. Uh, but yes, for those of you who are new, this is what we do. <laughs> we pick a book one week uh, for a trope that we do not announce. And then the next day, the next week, we talk about it um, and announce the trope. And so that's what we're going to do. So Tess, since she's very excited, she's going to start us off with her book and talk about it. Go for it. Yeah. So <laughs> I read Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo. Um, and in short... Six of Crows is a heist story. Um, it's about a gang led by this main character named Kaz. Um, and he kind of already has like a couple members in his crew and they all have different specialties. Uh, but then they're hired by this guy who needs them to pull off a heist and basically like go steal someone from a high security prison in a different country. Um, I think it's a different country technically or is it another city? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know a ton about the like landscape of that world. Um, I feel like it's a different country. I think so too, though. right? It's I not just so. like a city. Like yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So anyways, they it's like this impossible crazy mission. So Kaz got to get some people together to pull off this heist. <laughs> um, and he doesn't just ally with people who are like his BFFs. They break some guy out of another prison who like, has no love for them because they need someone to basically help them infiltrate this other country. So they get um, this guy, Matthias, if I'm pronouncing his name right, um, who's from <laughs> that country. But he, like, I don't, can't even, honestly, I, I already forgot, like, what they used to entice him. Maybe just freedom from the prison. Um, but he hates this other woman they've allied with, which her name is Nina. And she's one of the, like, magical characters, one of the Grishas. Um because they have a history, and you get to learn a little more about them. I yeah. love their history, because it's super messy. Yeah, that messy. was my, probably one of my favorite parts, but I have to have, like, some kind of romance in there. Um, and you don't, yeah. you know, it takes a while to see it. You can tell there's some tension between them. But I loved that, because there's, like, this, like, enemies thing going on. But then you learn about, like, what their history was. They're, like, enemies to lovers to enemies yeah. to lovers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that part was, was um, pretty fun. But throughout it, these, like... You know, this group of people who were, you know, they weren't, they weren't to begin with like best friends or anything. They become really tight knit 
type family. Like they get to know each other. Um, one of the like people who they recruit is the guy who hires them son. And um, it's really cool. I, I thought it was pretty interesting to see these very different characters become friends, uh, especially Nina and Matthias. I was just, <laughs> I loved that because they came from such different backgrounds. And then, you know, just watching how... So were you shipping them more or Kaz and I was and shipping them more. I liked Kaz and Inej too. And I liked, I, I liked them through the second book as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I also just wasn't as excited just because Kaz just needs... A lot of help. <laughs> so, he, he seems like a lot of work. Yeah, right? yeah. So I was like, oh, I mean, girl, you are really strong and independent. Uh, I know you love him, so go for it. But this is gonna take a lot of work for you. <laughs> but yeah, that's you know, that's uh, the. I think heist stories are pretty popular with found family, and th- uh, this was, I think, my first heist story that I read. So it was really, it was really interesting to see. Um, but yeah. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> that's cool, but that's funny you felt that way about Kaz because I also felt that way. He was not my favorite character, which I felt really left out when I felt that way because everyone who talks about Six of Crows, not everyone, obviously, <laughs> it feels like everyone loves yes. Kaz. And I'm mm-hmm. like, he was fine. I love Kaz. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I'm the one who's there all, you go. I know. I'm the one who doesn't like anti-heroes or morally great characters usually, but I loved Kaz. I don't know. I think just you see so much of his pain and his backstory and it just makes you want to like wrap him up in a blanket. Oh. <laughs> like, okay. like, so like no. He'd break your no. face. <laughs> He doesn't want that. Uh, it but, made you know. me want to be like, yeah, good luck with that. I'm out of here. <laughs> but oh but he is a very well-written character. And and so many people love him. So, like, if you love him, that's awesome. That's just totally <laughs> my personality. <laughs> it might be dysfunctional. Yeah. But if you love him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that. It's true, though. That's all I, I always just hear people just, like, rave about him, which is hilarious to me because, like why (laughs) i don't get it he does have a lot of trauma and it's you can see why he's hurting and that's something i think a lot of people can relate to so that's understandable i mean that's not i don't think i relate to (laughs) i hope i thought he was very interesting Uh, and intriguing and i loved like reading his backstory and learning how he got that way and by the end of like the duology I do think he grows a lot but I think in terms of like loving a character and wanting him to sh- like so much that I want to ship him with someone it didn't go that <laughs> far <laughs> yeah he does still need a lot of work yeah although I did love Inej oh, I, I don't know her name yeah I yeah, love her she was so great mm-hmm. and she was probably my favorite I think yeah <laughs> so then at least you can be like well we want her to be yeah, happy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Support her decisions. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they're fictional. I choose to believe that they will make this yeah. work. I'm happy. Anything can happen. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. That's funny. Well, Kay, do you want to talk about what you read? Yes. So I read, well, we'll just say the Renegades trilogy. I still have not finished the trilogy, but um, I had already read the first book a year ago so I was mostly reading the second book um so good I love it it's if for anyone who doesn't know it's a superhero story um and I am not really a superhero person like they're fine 
you know, I've seen a few Marvel Marvel movies and I liked them and all, but you know what I mean? There's just not like my it's favorite not your genre. thing, yeah. Yeah, I, I still like them, but it's just not my favorite. So, uh, so I really waited and waited and waited <laughs> to read this series because I'm like, I don't know. You love this author, yes, right? Because the Lunar Chronicles are your yes, faves. And, and that was part of it. That is just like, I love Marissa Meyer so much. I don't want to read this series that I don't like because it's the wrong genre and then have like a bad taste in my mouth yeah. for Marissa Meyer, right? <laughs> right. But I, I love it. It's so good. And I really still even reading it, I'm like, yeah, the superhero genre is not my favorite, but I just love it still. It's just so good. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, she just, the, the characters are so unique and interesting. And I think one of the really fun things about found family, one of the things that really just makes that trope work is you have these wildly different characters, you know, Mm -hmm. and they're put together and they have to work together. And it's not like this in the Renegades trilogy, but a lot of times they're like forced to work together, Mm -hmm. right? They're people who maybe never would have worked together under any other circumstances. And um, it doesn't have to be like that. And again, in the Renegades trilogy, it's not like that. They're this superhero team. So they do kind of choose to work together. Um, but but you still have these wildly different characters. They have a really fun dynamic. It's just so fun to see them interact with each other mm-hmm. because they all have different personalities. And, um, yeah, it's really fun. I just wanted to say – oh, okay, before I say that, I really love the side romances. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm always like – uh, this always happens to me in lots of books. The main romance, of course, I'm usually always invested in that as well. But for some reason, I always get really invested in these side romances that get mm-hmm. barely any page time. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, give me more. It's like little glimmers. <laughs> yeah, it's like barely these little mentions. And then when they get together, I'm always so happy. And so it's funny. There's a little side romance in this um, Renegades trilogy, which is really fun. And I... I also love the main romance, don't get me wrong, but um, that side one is really fun, and that's something that also often happens within a found family. You'll have more than one romance. Um, okay. And these are ones I keep looking at, because I like the Lunar Chronicles not as much as you do. <laughs> I don't know if any of us can take that <laughs> title from you, but, uh, but I do really enjoy them. Um, but I keep looking, and like the covers just aren't quite my thing, and then superheroes, like I... I love Marvel movies, but superhero books aren't really my thing. But I know I will like them when I start to read them. I just haven't gotten myself to read them yet. Well, I do recommend Tell me them. I, read them. <laughs> I thought it was good. You're like romance and yeah, side romance. Exactly. I mean, like, that's a good what uh, you need. <laughs> so, um, the funnest thing about it is the main character, the girl main character. It's multiple points of view, so um, you get. It's mostly just the two, though. You get Nova and Adrian. So the girl point of view and then the guy point of view. Um, So Nova, she is on the villain side. (laughs) And then Adrian is on the, like, good guy side, all right? Like, the good superheroes. And uh, Nova has to, like, secretly get in and start working with the superheroes so that she can get information from them and so then she accidentally falls in love with you know accidentally (laughs) (laughs) she tries you know she's very much resisting it so um 
so there's a lot of tension because of that and it's um it's really good (laughs) I just I am not a fan of villain stories I don't really like that when the character's like a bad guy or whatever but she's not Nova is a really good she she has reasons for not um liking the superheroes she has reasons for fighting what she what for what she is fighting for and so there's just this lot of a lot of tension because they're both trying to do the right thing, mm-hmm. but they're just on two different sides of the conflict. So mm. it is very interesting. Hey, if you give them good reasons, so that's different <laughs> than like just loving a villain because he's hot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the fact that this has my daughter's name makes me want yeah, to read it. True. I had no idea. Like the whole time you're talking, I'm like, I don't know if you if you do that where like you get used to a name that's not super common and then every time you hear it, you just get like yeah. kind of these weird like shivers like you're talking <laughs> about my daughter. <laughs> that's true. That yeah, makes she's me a villain. <laughs> oh, I know. As soon as she I heard them, I'm like, oh, not, but she's got no She's a villain? <laughs> <laughs> she's not a villain, anyway i love the found family trope though because um i feel like it really appeals to anyone for someone who has a really strong family or really strong friend group they can feel those dynamics Mm -hmm. as they're reading about the found family and they can feel like yeah that's just like my family but also which is amazing even for people who don't have really strong families or who don't have really strong friend groups they can feel that same thing where even if they don't necessarily have that they feel like this is what I want and um, it's really powerful to them either way and I think that's amazing because I I feel like most people have gone through times where they feel lonely or they don't feel like they have the group of support Mm -hmm. people that they need in their life and and that's the thing about found family is feeling like you can find that support no matter what. So right. anyway. I love that. That just got so yeah, deep like and beautiful. <laughs> oh, I know. I was like, mine's about a heist. It was fun. <laughs> I do think that like even even with us, like the queens, I feel like we're a found family for sure because yeah. we've like, yeah, but we like we've taken our like yes, we help each other with writing and you know our like mastermind times and whatever, but like we're still there for each other like through everything like you know mm-hmm. and yes. that's just like that sense of community, especially after what happened with twenty twenty. I feel like. People are really just, like, realizing, like, that's where the strength lies, like, with having those communities, those, like, found families in your lives um, to just, like, be there for you, even if you're not in the same place, you know, and stuff like that. So, Mm -hmm. anyway, yeah, just getting sappy over here. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be our sappiest episode yet. There you go. But Hannah, do you want to talk about your book before we like? <laughs> like yeah. Speaking of sappy books, I'm going to talk about Red Rising. <laughs> wait, is that a sappy book or like a death book? So sappy. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. It's all yeah. death all the time. If you cry, it's because they killed a character. Oh, you no. Like. Um, okay, so Red Rising. Have you guys all no. read Red Rising? I read, read the Red first Rising. one, yes. You only, only no, just only the, the first, first book. book. I know. And 
How did I you know, stop? And it's hilarious to me too. Sorry, side note, taking your spotlight here for a second. Yeah, but no, like no, I've met Pierce a few times and like I love like hearing him talk about the world that he created and the way he writes mm-hmm. and just like I just get really excited to just like get back into the book. But then every time I go to pick it up, like something prevents me from reading it. So now I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, I need to like just reread the first book and then just go through like both trilogies and just right all together because every but the, it's the final book out actually yet? i don't think it is book six i don't think book six is out yet i've been waiting that's what i keep saying <laughs> i also just don't know if my heart can take waiting book seven right now our book what is it but i've been watching star wars too i'm like episode what no book four five book five it's the one that's out oh my goodness um okay red rising <laughs> is science fiction. I always call it epic sci-fi because it has a lot of, like, epic fantasy vibes. And I've had, like, some people even call it, like, space fantasy, and it is not space fantasy because there is no magic and everything is explainable. Um, I get very annoyed when people put the wrong genre in the books. (laughs) I'm like, nothing fantasy. Like, Star Wars, you can call space fantasy. Anyway, this isn't. (laughs) It's, uh, there's a class system in the solar system. So the solar system has all been... Um, whatever, populated, that's not the word, colonized, <laughs> colonized, um, and there's, like, the golds who are in charge, and then there's silvers who are, like, I don't know, middle class, and then there's the bronzes, the bronzes, aren't they, I'm just looking at this up, I'm like, they're not, like, coppers or something, <laughs> <Christian's> bronze. um, <laughs> who are, like, have all the crappy, crappy jobs. And they've actually all been genetically altered so that the golds aren't just on top because they're, because of the hierarchy of things. They're actually superior. They're, like, taller, stronger, more beautiful, and and they have all the money. So it's very difficult to have any rebellion, which is what this book <laughs> is all about. So darrow is born uh oh it's a red is it a red i think red it's rising. red that's, that's what they like, are right. they're reds you're like what are you talking about i'm sorry guys that's yeah been it's here. been longer uh, for me red, that's why i'm reds. like i'm not gonna correct her because maybe i'm wrong you're like maybe i'm wrong no they're reds i'm sorry i apologize to everybody um so darrow's a red so he's like this scrawny minor um who actually doesn't know that there's like anything else going on because they've been kept under such tight wraps. They just live underground and they think that um, they're still like making Mars habitable for people. They're like, yay, we're doing good work, but it's been generations and people live on Mars. And so he breaks out and through a series of sad events. If you try reading this book, by the way, guys, the first like four chapters are rough. They are rough and hard to read. And if you're someone who understands plot, you know bad things things are coming and it makes it very difficult to get through but it's only like four chapters (laughs) (laughs) then everything gets better after the horrible inciting incident that you know is gonna come so he gets taken by the rebellion and they turn him into a gold so they like genetically alter him and stretch his bones and do a bunch of like random stuff and make him a gold and send him to like super bad gold school where they learn to be warriors and kill everyone and rule the universe um so he can infiltrate and like infiltrate up to the highest ranks for the rebellion so that they can have a gold like on their side so then it's like a long thing but you have to understand how it's found family so then their school is like it's like medieval hunger games they like throw all these students these teenagers 
and they each get a castle, like each group, and then they just battle each other. It doesn't have to be to the death, but they choose to battle to the death many Why times. not? <laughs> and so part of the found family then is that a few of the people that are on his team, um, they really bond together because they're basically like have to be a team and fight for their lives um, against everybody else. Um, especially one of them who's like a psychopath on the other team. It's like <laughs> killing people and using their teeth for necklaces. or something. I can't remember. It's terrible. <laughs> I know. I know. Everyone's like, Hannah, what books are you reading now? Yeah. Um, so un- like, unlike you. Oh, I know. I keep telling you, I read, I read wi- widely. Um, so there's all of that. So some of those, and especially Severo is everyone's favorite. And he's like this scrawny, as scrawny as a gold can be. Um, who, like, runs around dressed in a wolf skin, um, and he, like, doesn't shower, and I don't remember what all it was, but they were, like, <laughs> there was, like, tease him, like, you smell like you, like, have been wearing just, like, a wolf skin on you and haven't changed or showered or bathed, or did you, like, roll in your own pee or something? He's like, yes, obviously, <laughs> how else am I gonna win this? Like, he's... So there's him, and then as it goes on, there's more people who join the rebellion. So over, like, these three books of the first one they really like bond and it makes it heart-wrenching because there are betrayals and there are people who you are so sure are on their side and maybe they are but they're like for reasons they betray them and there's people who die and you're like no they're like a brother to this guy so it just like kills you and then at the beginning of the second trilogy though there's this scene and i can't tell you who's in it because i can't tell you who those <laughs> But it's like, it's like 10, 15 years later, and they're all just hanging out, having a family dinner, and they're like, some of them are pregnant, and there's kids around, and they're just like, remembering the like, good old days. And when they were killing everybody? <laughs> and died. <laughs> died. But it's like war yeah. stories, right? But it's just so, like, it picks that like, beautiful picture that they've like, gone through all these things, and they have each other, and they're strong, and like, it's, I don't know, it's beautiful. But and then things go wrong again. <laughs> Obviously, but, I, there's something to me about like a family dinner. Yeah. I don't know what it is, and I think like that's part of what, like a found family thing to me is like when they can all get together and like we're having family dinner. It's Sunday night or whatever, and they all have can just like see the kids run around and chat. And I feel like that to me is like a big like family thing. So that picture of it always stuck with me as like ah, oh, it's like beautiful found yeah, family. Yeah, because most of these books are like are like rebellions and battles and magical whatever and then it's like such a normal to thing yeah to just like sit down and eat together like i don't know mm. it's cool it's a good it happens picture. in every culture everywhere in yes. the world yeah very relatable for anybody but that's cool i should i should probably finish that <laughs> most books. of us don't do it like on our castle on the moon but you know. i mean i guess i know i was i have to say i was very thrown by you saying the solar system is all colonized they're on every planet i mean i think so well some, some of them, them are on the are... moons okay like they're on okay. the moons of jupiter and things like that it is all very like the science should like some of those out. planets well, cannot like, be on exactly I'm like that's all gas you can't like <laughs> jupiter is a gaseous planet you can't be like on it right <laughs> they're on the moon Everything that could be, and then, I don't remember it all, but they are, like, because, and there's all this conflict between, like, the outer planets and the inner planets, because inner planets have all the power. Oh, and inside the, the are like, asteroid belt? 
Yeah, and, and so like the outer planets have a rebellion. Then in the second series, hey, how have awesome. you not read this? It's fun. <laughs> this I, is such I don't a know. sci-fi book for you. Like that's like all of your sci-fi loving heart. <laughs> They're so good. Well, you I have don't to like to brace yourself. Die. Yeah, it sounds oh, that's a little true. dark though. <laughs> They're dark, but they're also... I they don't make know. up for it's it. It's like based it's on like, a... And it's based on like an idea of hope. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. One of these days, I will get to it. And there's lots of banter. There's banter and romance. I don't know what else <laughs> you need to Okay, <laughs> so, maybe we should read it together, because yeah. I, I need motivation to finish it, which is so weird, because like I said, I really liked it. I really like the first one. I have books I love that I haven't written. Yeah. <laughs> pause while hannah just fixes the situation <laughs> i sorry no i just yeah. i had an alarm on my phone i turned my phone off but it was like except for alarms oh, that's funny well i guess we should talk about what i read or in this case didn't read because i attempted to read. to read but my book was the gilded wolves by roshani also not saying her last name in this episode because i can never pronounce it correctly but um, yeah, that was my pick, and it's also a heist book because that's a really good way of doing found family, like Kay said, or Tess, one of you did. Um, but I really liked the cover of it when it first came out, and um, I liked the idea of the book. Uh, you know, it has like the eight, nine, it's like 1889 Paris, and um, it's got, you know, a diverse cast of characters and magic and stuff, and um, I was just having a really hard time getting through it. Um, and we'll talk about that in a second, but I feel like we should talk about the book because I did pick it. So Kay and Hannah both have read it. So I think that they can give you their thoughts on it. So I don't feel bad in failing you <laughs> and giving you my opinion. Um, but Kay, do you want to talk about your experience yeah. reading this? <laughs> so, um, it does have a really dynamic cast there are some really fun characters um one thing that was hard for me with the gilded wolves i i did like the book i liked it but i did feel like the magic system i just didn't understand how the magic system worked and that kind of made it difficult for me to know what was going on some of the time so that was kind of a hard tricky thing for me um but the the found family trope is definitely strong in that book. So if you're really into found families, it's a good one for that. There are some really fun characters. Um, I really liked Layla. <laughs> she was my favorite. <laughs> and I liked Hypnos. Apparently, I actually read it a while ago, and I had to go back and look at my review of it, and I had forgotten who it was. But in my review, I said that I liked him. So apparently, he's a good one. <laughs> So watch for yeah. that. <laughs> I know. I try. I read it and I remember it took me like, I don't like a month to get through the first third of it because I kept putting it down and reading other books, which for me is never a good sign. And often when that happens, I just stop right. reading it. I'm just, I have no shame about DNFing books. I'm like, whatever, <laughs> on to a better book. Um, but like this one is like, I liked the concept so much that I really wanted right. to like it. So I did push through and finish it, and I'm glad I did, but it's kind of one of those, am I going to read book mm -hmm. two or not? I liked, like, some of the characters were really great. I can't remember most of their names. I liked the girl who uh, liked to blow things up. Sophia. Sophia, Sophia, and she's, like, a little bit on the spectrum, which I 
enjoy reading because I enjoy, um, I don't know. I like to be in the head of people whose brain processes are different than mine. I think it's yeah. really interesting. But she was super fun and I liked the Petrangela and I liked a little bit. But I also found that the, like, I love banter and heist books are great for banter. And some of the banter was dead on. And some of it, I, what I remember is that it wasn't always period appropriate mm-hmm. banter. Oh, so that always pulls me right. out when I feel like they're saying things that modern people would say, but it's supposed to be set in the 1890s. And it can be very difficult. Um, like, it's hard with fantasy sometimes, too. Like, I think you'd really have to nail down what your people are exposed to and what they would understand. And sometimes even if it's something that like somebody could have said, but if it's really common to say now and it's slang now, then it doesn't. It doesn't feel like. So, yeah. Period time or period appropriate. Yeah. Historically appropriate um yeah so it's tricky i don't know i so i liked it but i didn't love it it was like a three star read for me and compared to like other heist books i've read like i love six of crows and i felt like a lot of their stuff was done like just really clearly and i love some of uh roshani's other mm-hmm. books like i read the star cross queen i think is that what it's called i think so and it's beautiful and it is just like dreamy and evocative and this felt like a completely different genre and maybe one that wasn't quite her strength yeah but i know lots of people super love it so if you love those strips like i would definitely give it a try and i would know that it does start a bit slow but it does pick up so sometimes it's worth knowing that so you know like you can push past a little bit i am so sorry (laughs) and Polly's gonna kick me off. <laughs> I, there's just there's just no way for me her, to her edit. Face. Yeah, I'm like there's just no way for me to edit that out. So it's just like staying know, in. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so I gotta like take it off my Mondays. I did think it was interesting. This is like such a random side note about this book. Um, so Owl Crate is like a book box that they give out books in a box. If you don't know what it is, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> With. With fun, fun items. Things that right. go with the anyway, theme. they always do an exclusive book cover. And for the exclusive book cover for that book, they changed all of the gold filigree stuff on the front to silver. And I thought it was so funny because gilded, by definition, means gold. Oh. <laughs> you can't just... It's all the silvered wolves. You can't just say, change it to silver. It's the gilded <laughs> wolves. Anyway, it's like such a random thing that I just thought was funny. Well, it's funny because that's the edition that I have because I got it in the box. Oh. And I didn't know that gilded mean gold. And I liked the silver because I thought it looked better with the green. You ruined it for her. <laughs> so I sorry, like, this I'm is sorry. cool. <laughs> Well, anyway. the silver is very pretty. It's a very pretty addition. Yeah, sure. I thought it. I thought it was. And pretty. I, I love the cover, but I also have to say I owned that book for a while before I read it because I feel like the cover didn't tell me anything about the book. That makes sense. Yeah, that is true. It was just like this is pretty. Like sometimes those like really pretty um, typography covers, just like a bunch of foliage, and I was like, "You're so lovely. <laughs> I'm gonna put you on my shelf." <laughs> I'm going to take it's pictures. Gonna leave it, there. <laughs> it definitely doesn't look like a heist yeah. book. Like, I had right. no idea that was a heist book. No. Like, if I was going from Six of Crows being like, where's my next heist book fix? I would never read the synopsis of that one thinking that's what I was going to get. So that's interesting. An interesting mm-hmm. choice for that. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, for me, I didn't know it was a heist book either until I asked somebody because I was like, wait, I feel like this, like, Wednesday Books put out a heist book. Like, where is it? And so I asked my friend who works there and he was like, oh, yeah, Gilded Wolves. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I feel like maybe I just, I've been in a really 
bad like reading space space headspace whatever and had just like brain fog reading it like I just it took me it took me a few tries to get through like the first chapter and I think part of it was because I was just really confused like in the big the, the very beginning they're like a floating chandelier of like champagne flutes and at first like when I first read it I thought he was like doing magic in front of everybody without but like sneaking at the same time I don't know it was just like really confusing for me to read it and it just I didn't understand it so I kept like walking away from it and it took me a really long time to get for the first like two chapters and it's weird because it's like a prologue and then it's from the guy points of view and then it's from the girl points of view and both of them I was just kind of like what so I felt really bad because I couldn't get through this book but I think it's a good example of like yeah a lot of people really love this book and had like really good experience with it but sometimes you're just not in the right headspace for a book and like how do you deal with that I apparently I just put it down and walk away <laughs> and then feel guilty I think about that's it that's a good way I to mean, deal with it yeah I guess <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't have to read every book you know right <laughs> and some books aren't the right book for that moment like sometimes I'm trying to read a book and I'm like this is just I'm not awake enough I just need a rom-com right <laughs> yeah <laughs> like switch over or something I've already read so that if I'm not fully following I can still like enjoy yeah the book because I know what happened already like fluffy romance it's a good time for a reread. like it's a yeah you need to pull out your hockey <laughs> yes. your hockey romances again that'll get you going need my hockey romance one of these days we'll just have like a sports trope or something that we talk about so that I can actually like talk about my my favorite hockey romances and I'll be so quiet over here <laughs> but yeah um but it's just it's interesting to me I feel like even just doing this podcast I really feel not better about my reading habits but maybe a little bit because it's just I've never been in a book club before or anything like that. So the only conversations I've had about books are like with people, you know, like maybe one-on-one -on -one or whatever. And, but when you're like in a group setting, you really see the different ways people read and the different like experiences they have with the same books, you know? And so it just like mm -hmm. makes me feel better. I'm like, I'm okay to DNF stuff now and I'm okay to do this and whatever. It's like validating. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, cool. Hannah's alarms. Strike I again. I keep, I swear I keep hitting the like thing, but apparently I've hit snooze and I've now powered it off and my phone is it's off. It's fine. You weren't talking that time, so anymore. it's fine. It's just when you're talking that I'm like, Argh. I know. I'm so it's sorry. Right. It, I think we're usually done by one. That's uh, my oh, was, that's what it is. Yeah, we're a little bit late. Oh, yeah. It's okay. I'll turn it off on Mondays from now. I just had to come okay. before. Well, who wants to segue into recommendations <laughs> since we took a little <laughs> tumble there into nothingness? Um, yum, 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 yum. I mean, Hannah's the most excited about the one she's sharing. Maybe do you want, do you want to segue in, us into okay. the recommendations? I will segue. Okay. <laughs> 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 What was the last thing we were talking about to like make it? I mean, do we need to make it natural? Uh, brain fog oh. and do you DNF? Was, maybe we should say and... what DNF means. Do people know that? I, I mean, think we talked, I think about, we talked about it before. Yeah. Did yeah, we? Yeah. Well, I know last we week TBR. we did TBR last week. Oh. I don't think we did. Because I know Hannah said that she. Oh, we have a list. Will, like DNF. DNF, like 
I think we talked about it very briefly. I, I don't remember if we... It's yeah, we had lists on Goodreads. Like, she d- she will DNF whatever, and then like I think there were a couple mm-hmm. of us. Oh, said, you're like, right. When we were talking about the list, yeah, okay, I remember. I remember. I mean, yeah. And I should I should always say every time be like what That's it is, true. but luckily I feel like a lot of bookish <sighs> people will know. I mean, it took me a while to know what all these things meant, but <laughs> they have questions they can ask us. <laughs> <laughs> Reach out if you don't know what DNF means. Oh, okay, how do we segue into this? I, you know what? I'll segue. Okay. Okay, I'm not doing segue while it's my fine. brain is not working. Now. So we okay. have some books that we wanted to recommend to you, and I think Hannah should go first because she just finished this book and she's very excited because it has the found family trope, and she just can't wait to talk about it. So we're gonna have Hannah it's true. <laughs> go and talk about it. <laughs> I feel like I'm always talking about books that I read like a year ago. <laughs> and I'm like, I read, finished this one this it's morning. Very, yeah. So I remember what's going on. Um, and it is, now I'm like, what is the title? The, <laughs> you remember what the series title is, right? It's a trilogy. So it's The Court of Midnight and Deception by K.M. Shea. Um, and it is a um, urban fantasy, but she writes, um, she mostly writes like cute, fluffy um, fairy tale mm-hmm. retellings, but her she's just started getting into urban fantasy, but they're like cute and fluffy urban fantasy, so they are just they're cute. They've got banter. They got lots of pop culture references. They have everything I like, and so she's got two trilogies, and this one is her Fey one. Um, she's jumping on the Fey bandwagon <laughs> like everyone, because Fey is so True. cool. <laughs> and it's this uh, it's this girl. She's half Fey. And she gets chosen by um, these creepy black nightmare horses to be the next queen of the night court. And she's like, how can this be? I'm not even full fae. And they're like, horses said, you have to come. So she has to kind of take over this court. And it's all full of, it's like literally crumbling apart. They're hugely in debt. Everyone's infighting. And then also all the fae courts are like fighting with each other. And she's just like, this is stupid, and we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> so it's all about her trying to, like, make her court be happy and healthy and get along. <laughs> and she's also trying to convert them to drinking coffee, because all they drink is tea, which she thinks is terrible. <laughs> um, and she's got all, like, these animals. And it's really it's really cute and funny, but also gives you feels. It takes the whole book, the whole trilogy to kind of get through it, because which I think for found family is nice sometimes, like, to show, like, that long progression from a bunch of people who hate each other into people who really are found family because then you get that like oh I can't believe that they're like besties now and they used to be awful um so by the end of it yeah it's like I don't I mean I guess it's a spoiler but (laughs) but it's found family and it's like all the different people of the court there's lots of different funny characters and um she has a forced marriage uh she has to like marry somebody to take the throne because they thought that would be fun um and it makes her really grumpy. So she, because she's trying not to choose political sides, she marries the night court assassin because he doesn't have ties to anyone. <laughs> but then, of course, he's, you know, adorable and they slowly fall in love. And, <laughs> and it's all cute. And I love it. And We're I back just to finished the it. And then, so yeah. they're all happy. I know. It's adorable. And it gives you all the warm, fuzzy feelings. So if you're in the mood for urban fantasy, but a little lighter and with some warm fuzzies, then I really recommend it. Court of Midnight and Deception. The first book is Crown of Shadows, I think. 
It sounds good. This yes. sounds cute. It's cute. Valia, you would like her urban fantasy stuff, I think, because you write kind of the a lighter okay. urban fantasy. Then I'll just I'll well. just have to put those on my list. The the <laughs> never on your never <laughs> ending <laughs> giant my list. Never, never ending. But maybe I don't know. I feel like I need to get back. Maybe I'm just not reading the right genre right now for me to like get back into reading. Yeah. So I'm at this point I'm trying anything. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Kate, did you have a book too? Yes, I do have a book. Um, mine is called The Dragon Princess by Lachelle Slater. Uh, the whole series, it's kind of like, you know, with the one Hannah said, it's kind of like you need the whole series to get that found family because um, you get to know more characters as each book goes on. But it's interesting because they all have really – messed up family dynamics so because of that they get this like really close friend group so that's kind of a cool thing um and apparently yeah it's anyway it's just fun it's also (laughs) no not also I was gonna say also fairy tale retellings because you said KM Shay and I was thinking it was gonna be a fairy tale and then it wasn't (laughs) it's shocking her other urban fantasy ones are a fairy tale but I'm pretty sure this one anyway this series the dragon princess well that's just the first book but the series they're all fairy tale retellings so that's a really fun thing I am a huge fan of fairy tale retellings as everyone knows fairy tale is the first one it is sleeping beauty Okay. Yeah, that is. I don't think I see that very often in fairy tale retellings. It's interesting. Tess, do you have a book for us? Yes. Um, I hope my dog doesn't start like talking because he is like growling at me because he wants some pets and he's the most non-affectionate <laughs> dog ever. He doesn't do this. He's like, "Ooh, you're on a podcast. Maybe I should make some noise for the first <laughs> time ever and like try to make editing super and difficult." Anyways, <laughs> we can just yeah. see his little nose. Though. Yeah, it's so, it's so funny. He like just chooses this moment to like try and interrupt me, and I'm like, okay, fine, I'll give you love. Anyways, I do have a book to recommend. Um, it is the Dreamwalker Academy series by Joanna Reeder. Um, this one, kind of like high stories, I feel like Academy stories are pretty common to find a found family. Uh, trope in there as well this one each book is from a different like student's point of view and so you get to see that dynamic um, from a few different characters perspective Um, and every character is like quite different so it's just another one of those really cool stories to see how this group of people who you know they're not all related come together and just support each other and um yeah, and they're like, and they all have time travel, time travel, kind of powers. super cool time <laughs> yeah. travel abilities, and the magic system's like really unique. So yeah, that's my recommendation for the week. That's cool. Um, I'm gonna recommend the Wall series uh, by Allison and. Angleby, Angleby, Angleby. I know. I'm so bad at saying anything right now. Okay, forgive me. No, um, but yes, one of our queens. Um, she has a four series, four book series, the Wall series, and it's a dystopian. And um, I feel like that's another thing when it comes to high, like high stories and academy, and then dystopian. Like those are those are like the three staples for found families because, you know, you have a world where everybody's dead and (laughs) all their parents have been killed and only the yeah exactly i don't know about hers that's just what a lot of them are in allison's book the uh 
first of all, it's set in like the UK. So I think that's really cool because I don't read a lot of dystopian outside of like the US or anything. So that was really fun. But she like lives like on the outside basically. And then she uh, realizes that she can't pass the barrier to get into London. And then she gets like recruited into this um, like secret, not a secret society, but kind of, and they try to like take down the, the government and all that stuff. But um, it has a lot of like, you know, a cast, cast of characters obviously, and it is a complete series. So binge readers, you can get all over that. Um, <laughs> but I really love dystopian fiction for that aspect because, you know, you have that survival, like you have to survive. Um, and then you have like, you meet these people along the way where they like become your family and sometimes betray you or whatever, but still like you, you work in this, you live in this world where it's just everything is terrible and you can have like this glimmer of hope when you find those people that have like become your family. So I really love that about this the dystopian world and um, the found family aspect of it. So yeah, that's a, that's a recommendation for you listeners. We always try to do that. We always try to give you more than just, like the mainstream books because there's just so many good books out there and we want to keep recommending. And if you ever have a recommendation for us, just let us know. Like if you like love one of these tropes and you have a book that you want everybody to read, let us know because I mean, our list is never ending, but I'm always ready to add to it. <laughs> That's so true. Yes. Me too. I am also always ready to add to my list. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I love I loved our trope discussions. Those These are my favorite type of episodes because we just really just get into it. And um, yeah, if you guys remember, we do have a bookshop page for your convenience. So in case you wanted to check out any of these books, they'll be linked in the li list there. Um, and we do have a website where you can learn more about us and obviously our Instagram. But we really want to just build a community here so you guys just don't be afraid to talk to us and reach out we're yeah we're all readers and let's talk books and yeah that's where we're at <laughs> that's where we're at now but in the next episode rose will be back with us uh while we say a brief goodbye to hannah she'll be back goodbye. <laughs> but for now let's see what everybody's reading this week so tess do you have a what are you reading this week um, I'm probably still going to be finishing up Discovery of Witches, uh, even though it's a, I'm really enjoying it. It is a bit of a slower read. It's a, it, I, I'm not reading like 10 chapters a night. The chapters are super long. So right. after like one or two, I'm like, it's bedtime. But yep, <laughs> I'm going to keep going with that one. That works. Okay. I am so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be reading Lore by Alexandra Bracken. Yay. I've just been waiting. I had to finish up some other books first, but I finally get to read it. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, what about you? Um, I'm actually reading my own book right now <laughs> because, which is funny. Um, well, I mean, I was also reading the one I just talked about, but I'm working on drafting the second novel in the series and I need to remember what I said in the first one. And it's been two years because I wrote some short stuff in between. So I'm reading The Rose Game. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. I don't know. It's got some stuff. <laughs> it's got some stuff. It is funny rereading your own stuff. Though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're like, okay, cool. Um, yeah, so I don't know what I'll be reading this week because, like I said, I've been having a lot of uh, trouble reading. Um, but I have a few things on 
my list. And one of them is a book that Hannah mentioned last week. Um, the first in the, like the dystopian. Shadowfall. Yes. Thank you. By Audrey Gray. So um, I'm hoping to get into that and maybe. I finished book one, by the way, and it was excellent, but I was reading like four books at once. So maybe that'll be the next one I get into. Yeah. Too. Okay. Perfect. So that might actually get me out of my reading situation because it seems like what my brain wants right now. Adrenaline. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Get it moving yeah. a little bit. But yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening to The Reading Queens. Before you go, please take a moment to leave us a review and make sure to follow us on Instagram at Reading Queens Pod. And then stay tuned for next week. Happy reading. Bye. Bye. Bye.